everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi, everyone. In today's episode, we're going to talk to my aunt, Sonia, who is a hairdresser. And she'll talk about her career working inside of a salon. And that's the first word I'd like to begin with, salon. A salon is a location where you get your nails done, possibly, where you get your toenails done, possibly. But the most common thing to get done at a salon is your hair. And I emphasize salon because a lot of my students and some of my friends um, have said saloon, which is kind of funny. I don't normally like to laugh at anyone speaking a foreign language because obviously it takes a lot of effort to speak a foreign language, and I would hate if someone ever laughed at me, but it is pretty funny when people say saloon instead of salon because a saloon is a bar in the Old West, and usually where they drink a lot of alcohol, there were a lot of cowboys, and prostitutes usually. And so it's kind of funny when people say, oh, I'm going to the saloon, because I just imagine them sitting around cowboys. That's the first thought that comes to my mind. So salon, let's go to the salon. And uh, yeah, let's talk to my Aunt Sonia. Hope you enjoy. Today, we're here with my Aunt Sonia. She is a hairstylist, hairdresser, same thing, right? Correct. Yeah. And so we're going to talk to her a little bit about uh, her career as a hairdresser uh, and just to get a little bit of details about how to talk about getting your hair cut, getting your hair done, and all of that jazz in English. First of all, how did you become a hairdresser? Do you, did you go to school specifically for that? I did. did I had to go to school uh, for 1,600 hours in California. That is the requirement here. Uh, 1,600 hours is about 10 months, um, and you learn... Wow. They, do they actually count the hours? They do. You have to clock in and clock out. So it has to be 1600 hours in Whoa. California. The different states require different amounts of hours, but for California, it's 1600. So, and in this 10 months, you learn, you learn all the, um, facial muscles because not only do you learn about hair, but you learn about facials and pedicures and manicures. Okay. So and is that a, is the license for cosmetology or is correct. it? Correct. Oh, it's called a cosmetologist license. Oh, correct. If you wanted to just become mm-hmm. a manicurist or a pedicurist, it's less time. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the hours are for that. Mm-hmm. And so you learn the basics of everything and then you're cut loose into the world and you're scared mm-hmm. to death because you don't yeah. really know anything well. So did you start off making your own business, building your own clientele, or did you have help with that in the beginning? So for me, I chose to go into an established salon Mm -hmm. and have clients given to me through the salon. I chose one that was really busy. And the reason it was busy is because the haircuts were not that pricey. So there were more clients. Mm. And you got just a general... um, mix of people, men, women, children, different Mm -hmm. ages, uh, different ethnicities. And I liked that experience. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be somewhere where I was standing around waiting for the next client. I'd rather be cutting hair and learning how to do it in the process and getting experience. So that's where I started. Did you enjoy doing all different types of haircuts, hairstyles, everything from the very beginning? Or did you have a preference? 
Uh, in the very beginning, I was scared to death. <laughs> and especially w- the era that I started, the flat top for men, the flat top um, is where the very top is extremely flat, like you could almost uh, set a plate on it. And the sides okay. are really short and the back, it's really short. If you think maybe like a military cut, like a Marine oh, cut. Oh, I see. Okay. And the top is very, very flat. Mm. When and were those popular? Those were very popular in the late 80s. Okay. Uh, and the early 90s. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sure there was a movie that made them popular. I don't know why, but there was really, a Top Gun. Did Top Gun? Maybe. Yeah, Tom possibly. Cruise. Yeah. Maybe Could not. Be, but, um, <laughs> no. they're a very difficult haircut to do. Okay. And because it has to be very perfect. It's right? very, pre- it's a precision haircut. Mm-hmm. And when you are working on a round head to try to make something flat, look flat, <laughs> you have to create an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. So you have to create the vision that it's flat mm-hmm. when the surface is not flat. So right. it's pretty tricky. I kept passing up flat tops onto some of the other girls that knew how to do them. And finally, the manager came up to me and said, the next flat top that comes in, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Regardless, you have to learn. Yeah. So the next haircut, the next one that came in that was a flat top was this kid um, named Hooter. <laughs> and <You> remember, <laughs> I, I was very traumatized. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he had curly hair. Well, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me, you can't do flat tops on curly hair. But nobody told me that. And so I worked on this child. He was about nine years old and probably spent an hour and a half trying to get his hair flat, which was never going to happen no matter who did it. No matter the best expert in the world would not be able to do a flat top on this kid. And finally, his parents came and said, this is the longest haircut ever. We'll just take him how he is. And so they left and I was heartbroken. But eventually I became um, I became really good at flat tops and people... The clients that came in requesting mm-hmm. flat tops would request me. Okay. Which, um, they're tiny. I don't love doing them. Yeah. Honestly. So do you have another preference? I mean, nowadays? Um, you- for me, the thing that I like doing best, I like the real avant garde haircuts okay. that are not, it wouldn't be something that the everyone would wear. It would be something that if you were possibly a rock star, or, um, so sort of asymmetrical. Asymmetrical. Or, okay. I like mm-hmm. when there's some shaved parts on it. I like, I like it to be something you would probably be a younger person to mm-hmm. wear this. And, um, I think a lot of people in Berlin when I was living there had those sorts of haircuts. Yeah. There were a lot of women with partially shaved heads I love and then it. sharp pieces sticking out here and there. <laughs> those are my favorite. Yeah. And I did go to school. Uh, I took an, uh, an additional, some additional schooling. Um, through a school called the Dal Sassoon that are really quite famous throughout the world and for those type of haircuts. Mm-hmm. And I just really, I really like them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're not very common. Okay. So what sorts of things do the majority of people ask for? So the majority of people, the first thing uh, when they come in, I'll try to find out, do you want a lot of length cut? Mm-hmm. This is for probably more a woman. How, mm-hmm. how much length do you want cut? Do you want just a small trim, a small amount of hair taken off? Or do you want to lose a lot of hair? Do you want me mm-hmm. to cut a lot of hair for a new style? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second question would be, would you like bangs? Bangs, mm-hmm. or some people call it fringe. Right. Uh, I think in Britain, they call it fringe. fringe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, in Europe, it's fringe. Uh, mm-hmm. In the United States, we call them bangs. And those are, that's the hair that hangs over your forehead. 
And then how long do you want your bangs? Do you want long bangs? Do you want them to go to the side? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want short bangs? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also when you're doing cuts, you have to ask if they're, they want layers, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. And then so layers, um, a non-layered cut, and a lot of people would call it a bob, is just a cut that's straight off at the bottom. The layers is where there's different lengths. And what that does is it gives the eye uh, a visual of movement, and it also adds volume. It takes away some of the the weight of hair mm-hmm. so that you can have more volume in mm-hmm. the hair or more fullness. And do you also like doing coloring? Uh, coloring, I did love it. I like cutting hair better, mm-hmm. but coloring um, is a really great way for people that don't want to change their haircut very much. Mm-hmm. If you want to um, uh, make a change, you can do all different things with hair color. Mm-hmm. You can lighten your hair. You can darken your hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can add highlights, which are small streaks of lighter color. Mm-hmm. Or you can add low lights, which are small streaks of darker color. The majority of people choose one or the other. I mean, when you were working at the salon, were, I don't know, younger girls and teenagers all interested in highlights or, you know, that sort of thing. So it, any it trends? Definitely, there, it <laughs> definitely goes in trends. And, mm-hmm. um, so there was a point when all the younger girls came in and wanted the really vibrant colors, the pinks and the blues and, um, oh, wow. greens. Those, kind of punk rock? Those are a lot of work. Um, they just became trendy. And at the time, it might have been considered punk rock. Now it's a lot more mainstream. You see it much mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. in California, in my area anyway. Um, but yes, so what happens when a young woman is around 14 or 15 years old? Generally, because of hormones, your hair darkens. A lot of women are, are girls are born with lighter hair. And then when the hormones start kicking in, your hair darkens. And it's really common for boys and girls. So the girls that are 14, 15, 16, they don't mm. like their darker hair, mm-hmm. especially if they were born blonde. And you right. start to see a lot starts of highlights. Dirty blonde. That's exactly. Or, and dirty blonde is when it kind of starts to look brown. It's kind of in between blonde and brown, but it's not a very pretty color. I mean, right. it's kind of sandy. It's not vibrant. Right? Correct. Yeah. And what happens with the lighter blonde streaks in it, it just brightens it and makes it look just lighter, kind of all over lighter. And mm-hmm. so that's really, really common with the teenagers. That's also really common as women start turning gray, as the hair starts turning gray. Mm-hmm. Um, highlights or the lighter streaks are a great way to make the gray hairs, which are also lighter, not show as much. Mm-hmm. So what sorts of techniques did you use on men's hair? So for men... Uh, depending upon, I happen to live in a town where there were, there's a lot of military guys. So Mm -hmm. most of them have regulation haircuts that they have to have, which require using the clippers. The clippers, um, the clippers are, is the machine that can either shave you bald completely or with guards on them can leave different lengths of hair, depending upon how short or long you want it. Can you call also call that a buzzer? You can call them buzzers as well. Okay. And so oftentimes, um, some of the haircuts are referred to as buzz cuts, and it just means that they've used the buzzer to buzz the hair off. It's just a slang mm-hmm. term. So right now, you will see a lot of clipper cuts, the fades, where it goes from uh, almost bald at, at the outline of the hair up, and it starts, and then hair, the hair starts to get a little bit longer. And then the top, generally, there tends to be some hair left on top. That seems to be the trend now. Mm-hmm. At least what I've seen in the area. Um, sideburns are the 
the hair, the facial hair that are in front of your ears. And it, the texture of sideburns is a little bit different from the hair texture. It tends to be a little bit um, coarser and maybe curly sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more the same texture as what a mustache or a beard would be. Mm-hmm. And so that's always an option. There would always be options whether do you want sideburns at all mm-hmm. or do you want them long? Do you? How do you want your sideburns to look? Like Elvis Presley had really long, long sideburns. and really right? bushy sideburns. Yeah. They were real thick. Yeah. What's bushy mean? Bushy means... Uh, <laughs> Well, the exact ver- meaning would be like they stick out like a bush, but it just means that they're they're thick. They stick right. away from the skin. Yeah, so, I think it's really common, actually, if anyone listening reads Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, the young girl, had very bushy hair. Okay. She kind of looked like a, I don't know, a wild cat, you know, a yeah. lion Yeah, with the hair sticking out. Did you ever have anybody upset after doing a haircut? Definitely. I mean, you learn as you are in the profession longer that you have to ask lots of questions if you don't understand what somebody wants. Uh, And I did have one girl in particular who had come to me for a few years. And the one thing is when people when you've cut somebody's hair for quite a few years, and you also cut lots of other people's hair, when this particular girl asked me, she wanted the haircut that I did three times ago, three haircuts ago, and I couldn't remember what haircut I gave her three previous haircuts, which would have been three years, maybe. Uh So she described it to me and I described it back to her. And I thought we were on the same page or I thought we had an understanding of what she wanted. And when I got done, the hair was completely too short, way too short from what she remembered. And she was not happy. I didn't charge her for the haircut. I was heartbroken because you never want to you want to give people what they want. Right. And I never saw yeah. her again. I never heard okay. from her or saw her again. So that was really upsetting to me. But, um, but it's the, the majority are happy. The majority. And they walk I mean, out and they're to, not rude. <laughs> you know, the biggest thing yeah. is to make sure you understand what they want. Right. And there were some big mistakes. In fact, I can tell you a big mistake that happened to me when I first started cutting hair and it was a man's haircut. I wanted to know if he wanted the hair. I'm trying to think of how I worded it. <clears throat> Did you want your hair? Oh, I asked him, do you want your hair over your ears? And what I meant from my point of view was, do you want me to shave the hair off your ears so it's over the top of your ears? It's not touching your ears. Right. And he said he wanted his hair over his ears. And Mm -hmm. what he meant was he wanted it over the top of his ears. In other words, the hair hanging down over the top of his Mm -hmm. ears. So when I took that, when I cut the hair off. Oh, my gosh. Off of his (gasps) ear, over the top of his ear. He oh my gosh, that's very so, upset. No, but that's actually a really, and really good. So it's extremely point. important when you say a word like over the ear, it can mean two different things. That's so true. I never thought about that yes. before because it can hang over the ear to where it's covering the ear. Correct. Or it can be over the ear means it's, re- it's like off of the ear. Back. So it's up. <gasps> it's up, not oh, touching the ear. That's a really. That was a huge. Yeah, but I'm and sure lots it. of people have made that mistake before because there's no Absolutely. way to. And that guy was quite upset. There was not really anything to say except, I am so sorry, your hair will grow back right. over your ear. Right. Meaning- so what's, let's let's think about another way to say this. Maybe, do you want it up above your ear? Uh, or cut back. Off of your ear. Cut, cut so your ear shows. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you want it covering your ear? Right. And just That's lose the word over. <laughs> right. Over screws it up. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So... Actually, 
big question I'm sure that everybody's pretty curious about. How much should you tip a hairdresser? What's a standard? What do people oh. normally pay? What do you think is nice to pay? What's What's your impression on this? <laughs> I will tell you, as a hairdresser, I never expected a tip. So tips for me were, I was very grateful. But does um, everyone do it? Not everybody tips a hairdresser. Okay. So, so in California, it is really common to work in a big salon, but to rent you rent the chair. So in other words, I rented, I paid the salon owner mm-hmm. for my space. I had to have my own business license. I had mm-hmm. to have my own color and my own product, my own clients, the, the salon did not give me clients. At this point, right. I had a business. And my business was called Hairstyles by Sonia, mm-hmm. but I was inside the gallery salon. Right. So in general, you don't tip a business owner in general. And okay. I was a business owner okay. inside the salon, but most people did actually tip me. Right. But it's a service. We tip but for it services. Is a service. We yeah. in the United States tip a lot. Mm-hmm. We tip a lot of people for a lot of things and it is a service. So I don't know what right now the going proper rate is for hairstylists. Um, at the time, most people would give me $5, sometimes $10. It was usually about a $5 tip okay. on top of what my service cost. Mm-hmm. My service, what I charged out of that service, I had to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. I had to pay for my products. I had to pay for insurance, my phone, all the business expenses. Okay. So in the mm-hmm. end, I didn't make as much money as people thought I made. Right. Um, and so the tips were always really, really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, what would you say nowadays is the about an average price for a female and a male's haircut? Oof. I've been out of the salon for a few years. That's okay. I'm just, um, I would say if you were going to go to not a really low end salon and not a really upper end salon, probably for a shampoo, a haircut and a blow dry for a woman, probably $45 or so. Mm -hmm. And for a man now, right. And this is not in a big city like San Francisco or, uh, in a smaller town. Um, yeah, that would be. Correct. I would mm-hmm. say in a a good sized town, but mm-hmm. not a real small town. In a small town, I, I'm sure you could probably find it for less. Mm-hmm. For a man, I would say probably thirty five dollars would be mm-hmm. about average. Um, there are a lot of barbers still. Barbers are different from cosmetologists. Barbers okay. have a completely different license. Okay, what's a barber? That's so, a hairstylist for men, uh, right? It tends to be for men, but mm-hmm. there are women that wear short hair that can go also and okay. get haircuts. So barbers go, I don't know what the, what their license is. I don't know how many hours it is, but barbers learn how to use razors. Razors uh, are see. the razor blade, the straight right, so edge razor also for blade. beards and for mustaches. They can do shaves on the faces. I We're see. not, cosmetologists are not licensed for shaves on the faces. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did learn how to use a straight edge razor. I, um, and I did use it at times, but mm-hmm. never to, sh- I could not shave somebody's face. I wouldn't know how to, for one thing. Barbers do a lot of the male cuts with the buzzers or the clippers. Um, a lot of the shorter cuts, uh, the flat tops, the, that would be the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and barbers tend to be less costly than mm. going into a salon. Now, barbers cannot do chemical work, so they mm-hmm. cannot do color. They can't do perms. I see. They can't do straighteners. Mm-hmm. 
um, they cut hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that a perm. So a perm, a I'm intentionally, wave. I'm intentionally asking her questions that might be really stupid for a native speaker to ask, but I'm doing that. So you right. guys get the, no, I totally understand. <laughs> so a permanent wave is the use of chemicals mm-hmm. and rollers or curlers, um, to make straight hair curly or wavy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, back in the eighties, perms oh, were really common. The right? spiral perm, <laughs> perm uh, was my nightmare. Uh, the spiral perm was for longer hair mm-hmm. and it was done on these really long tubular rods, mm-hmm. curlers or rods. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once these rods are in their hair, their, their head was so heavy. Mm-hmm. And so to lay back into the shampoo bowl to rinse the rods was very painful. Yeah. I would give people towels to put under their neck to mm-hmm. hold their neck. Um, and for the hair stylist, me trying to rinse these rods and get all the salute, the perm, the chemical off of them. Uh, it was really hard work and they never ever were as satisfying as what people were hoping. They're never turned out what people hoped. Yeah. But the chemicals in a permanent wave, um, smell. So you definitely have an awareness that Mm -hmm. there's a permanent wave going on. They're stinky and they, the smell stays on your head for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. And you also had some issues with chemicals, right? I very, very allergic. I, I was kind of foolish in the early days and I didn't wear gloves to protect my Mm -hmm. skin. And one of the really big things with all chemicals, this is, it doesn't matter if it's hairdressing chemicals, color or permanent waves, or if it's um, cleaning chemicals, your skin is absorbent and will absorb the chemicals. And so I started having reactions. I was too lazy to put gloves on. I was in a hurry. I was young and wanted to get going. And it um, eventually my skin started bleeding. My skin cracked and bled and I had rashes on my skin, started going to doctors Um, and they put me on prednisone, steroids and medications and things, Mm. which didn't really help. And finally, um, acupuncture helped me, which Mm. was amazing. But I, at that point I started wearing gloves and, um, a result of all the chemicals and my react, the reaction that I had, I became allergic to, um, shampoos Mm. and toothpastes and things. So now and you have so to pay attention to everything to you what buy I and do. what is going inside and your body. Just for everybody to know this, I talked to a chemist one day, and one of the most common allergens in shampoos and soaps and toothpastes are the sulfates. Which are also in wines, aren't they? There are mm-hmm. sulfites oh, in the sulfites. wines. Yeah, sulfates. Uh-huh. The sulfates, um, the one that is really hard on you, on you is the, um, there's the sodium laurel sulfate, sodium, and That's sodium any- laureth sulfate. I've seen those in every single shampoo I've ever so bought anything because I thought I was allergic foams, to it. Anything okay. that's foaming, uh-huh. uh, one of the sulfates, and I don't remember which one, uh, causes the foaming. Mm-hmm. Foaming in shampoos and toothpaste is not necessary to clean your hair. It's a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like you're getting cleaner, but really the foam does nothing other mm-hmm. than foam. Right. The other sulfate um, and I think it's the laurel, the sodium laurel sulfate is a deep, it's a deep degreaser. It's a deep cleanser mm-hmm. and it's way too harsh for our skin and our hair. Um, and so when people have problems and they don't know why you could end up when, when the shampoo, um, when you're rinsing it and it goes down your body, because when you're rinsing, you're in the mm-hmm. shower and it, and then you end up with a rash on your leg and you don't know what it is. It could be from the sulfates. As you rinse it because it's the water too hard on down. their skin. It's really it's hard on your skin. So skin. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And toothpaste, 
Uh, I had dry chap lips for two years. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with my lips. And it turns out that toothpaste, it foams, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also... Same it, thing. Same thing. Same So ingredient. I now use oh. sulfate-free or zero sulfate shampoo, conditioner. Interesting. For babies mm-hmm. want to find sulfate-free. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not necessary mm-hmm. in shampoos and cleansers and Very things. Interesting. So. Yeah. Huh. Good facts. Do you remember any of the prices for like coloring how much it would cost in the early to get days? Yeah, no, just I mean, uh, when you worked there last, when when did you retire? So I've actually been retired for five years now. Okay, um, I still cut some hair, just mm-hmm. friends and things. Um, so within the last five years, color was about seventy five dollars okay. for just an all over color. That's just okay. one color. Mm-hmm. Uh, then if you wanted highlights or low lights individually, if you were just going to have either highlights or low lights, highlights being lighter streaks, low lights being darker streaks. Um, those were around $95 at the time. They're time consuming and that's wow. why they are costly. It's very yeah. time consuming. Mm-hmm. So the longer you, a person, the longer a stylist has to spend, the more it's going to be. Right. So that's, and that's all also like middle of the road. That's right. middle of the road. Right. Hair says not like going to some high end salon. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, um, I don't think there's actually any other pricing I was curious about, but those are, I mean, pretty much an average. So if someone wants to go in, you know, just wants a little, a, a haircut, maybe they'll be spending between 35 and 45 if they want their hair dyed. Totally depends on what they're doing. If it's Correct. full hair color, how long their hair may be. Absolutely. Also and also how much hair. People with yeah. really, really thick mm-hmm. hair, unfortunately, are going to just use more dye. <laughs> yeah. You have to use more product and it takes longer. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I only have two more questions for you. Uh, one is actually, I'm curious to know, why do you love styling hair? Why do you love being a hairdresser? Oh my gosh. I loved the profession every day that I did it. I'm actually... uh retired now, Mm -hmm. but I loved meeting new people of all from every different type of job age. Um, it was fun to talk to them. A B they were almost always happy to see me because they knew I was going to do something good for them, hopefully by giving them a new look or at least shortening their hair or trimming their hair or washing their hair. And, um, it was really satisfying to me when people were happy and left happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, some professions, for instance, like doctors, people are not so happy to see you because they're there because there's something wrong with them. <laughs> Whereas for True. me, there was something they, well, maybe there was something wrong with them. They didn't like their hair anymore, but they always left happy because mm-hmm. they left better than when they came in. So right. it was really satisfying for me. Right. I loved it. The one thing that I would like to say though, as a, a hint or a suggestion or a tip If you take a picture of either what you want or like or what you definitely don't like to a hairdresser Mm -hmm. or a hairstylist, it is extremely helpful. Yeah. When people brought pictures into me of what they were talking about, because a lot of people don't know the proper terminology or the proper words, if you can show me what you're talking about, I will know what you're talking about. Or even native speakers don't have the proper words. Oh my gosh. I have heard, (laughs) I have heard volume called loft. Oh, this dear. is from somebody who was a, who bowled and in bowling in the sport of bowling loft means something, but to a hairdresser loft doesn't mean yeah. anything. Volume. Yeah. Volume. <laughs> yeah. So taking a picture is extremely helpful. Yeah, definitely. Or if there's okay. something you definitely don't like, if you could take a picture or if nothing else, at least tell the hairstylist, I definitely do not like really short 
bangs, for instance. Or my hair over my ears. <laughs> yeah, or my or hair, hair over up, my ears. Oh, oh yeah. my ears. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Great. Well, thank you very much for You're the welcome. nice interview. Till next time. I hope you enjoyed that chat with my aunt, Sonia. I know it was a little bit longer than usual, and that's just because I know there's a lot of vocabulary, lots of different words, new words probably, to talk about haircuts and styles. At first, it might seem a little bit overwhelming. I know, I've been there. (laughs) I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I used to live in Germany and uh, in Spain, in Colombia, and in Brazil. And during those times, I tried to get my hair done in Portuguese, Spanish, (laughs) and German, and had a lot of difficulty with it, just because there are a lot of words. My main recommendation is to really learn your own hair, how to talk about the hair that you have, and hairstyles and cuts that you want, right? So that makes it a lot, a lot easier. So I posted a video also on YouTube. Uh, that has images that show you the cuts and styles I talked about in this episode and also introduced more to kind of give you a very well-rounded vision of how to talk about hair in English. So if you want to access that, you can do so on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. So hope you enjoyed and until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.